It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in, you know, I don't do this every week, but I would love if you went over, left a review, left a comment. I listened to all of those. Um, you know, give me some topics. Send, send over to, to Steve at teachups.com. What kind of topics do you want to hear? Um, but before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, I've tried them all. And this is... Uh, not only not only how innovative are, but you know the workouts and and what 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 I love about Doctor Dish is they give back to the community. If you if you follow them on the face on Facebook, if you follow them on Twitter, they're always giving back to the basketball community. And you mentioned Coach Unplugged; they'll give you four hundred and fifty dollars off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources, it's handouts, it's videos, it's one-on-one calls, it's office hours. It's a coach. It's a it's a it's a resource run by a coach for a coach. It's not not an ex coach, not someone that's been let go, not someone that's um, coaching part time. This is what I do, um, and Teach Hoops helps me keep the bills on. It helps me put up these podcasts, thirteen podcasts a week. Teach Hoops helps me uh, be able to do that, and and it's a roadmap for you to be successful. And let me help you in this great journey that we call coaching. But let's head off to the podcast. Works. And and I was talking to a coach the other day that was a man guy. And he goes, I don't want to get out of man. I go, then don't get out of man. Then change your man from straight man to switching man to, you know, forcing baseline to, you know, crap the first pass. There's things you can do just out of man to, to change their pace enough. Um, yeah. And it messes them up, I think. I, I yeah, really- and it's funny because you said the, the mentality of high school kids that they don't like change. You know, that's my worry with with making a quick change early on in the game because I feel like it shows like a, a level of panic that yep. that that the team's like, oh, wow. So everything we did needs to change. And like, are we panicking? Are we down? Like, what's going on? 
Um, that's, so a, make that's your marketing though. That's marketing 101 because I tell my guys know that if things aren't going, we're changing. And that's one of that, but that's one of our calling cards too, is like, we're going to, again, I get them for four months. Would I love to play man, straight man, be Bo Ryan and Dick Bennett or, or, or I'd love to, I, I have them for four months. I can only do so much. So my mathematical theory tells me I'd rather have, I'd rather make you adjust to me than, than, you know, if I play just straight man and you're beating me in my straight man, what do I do then? Yeah. Not, not a lot. So if I've got three or four things in my pocket that I can throw at you, maybe one of them's going to stick and it might be enough to get us a win. Um, so that's why, yeah, I, you, you definitely got to sell the, like if you're, if you spend the week practicing just man, and then all of a sudden you tank it three minutes in, yeah, there's a sense of panic probably from the kids at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also, they're, they're looking at you and they're like, well, how come what you taught us all week didn't, isn't working? You know, it's a little right. bit of like a loss of trust, like that goes yep. on. Yep, yep, yep. And and, and then, then, I mean, you just got to explain to them, they just hit six straight threes. <laughs> you know, what happens? Well, they hit that the whole game. If they do, they'll probably beat us. But let's let's try to stop them from doing that. So let's run them off the line or do something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's why I kind of I go that way. Um, so tell me about your practices, how you run practice, or, or deep dive into your practices. Um, so so I've, I obviously have a practice plan that that goes on. I, I kind of block everything between. Um, probably the longest drill we'll do will be about ten minutes. I feel like you can't. Kids kids won't work hard in a drill for for more than ten. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, it's, it's like probably, it's probably too long and, and that's long. That, that'll be my longest one. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to do scout um, in the in the beginning of practice instead of yeah. at the end. That, that's that's one change I've made recently um, because I feel like their brains are more active. Um, okay, so, in the beginning. so tell me how you do scout. Well, we'll go over what the other team is going to do um, offensively, defensively, like what we're looking at. Um, you know, what, what our strategies are for the week and then our drills for the day, we'll, we'll build off of that. Okay. Um, kind of like, kind of like a lesson plan in school, how you have an objective and then, and then your lesson is going to, is going to follow that objective. Okay. Um, that's kind of like how I try to design my practices. Um, I never go over two hours. I feel like over two hours, um, especially in season, you know, you're, you're really going to be, you know, just, I don't know, spin your wheels for that last half hour with the kids. Um, I've tried to make it as short as possible. Will you go like 45 minutes sometimes? I'll go, I'll go a little over an hour. Okay. Uh, But I'll, but I'll, but, but if I have two hours, I'll use the other stuff for other things. But I, I, sometimes I just want an hour of their focus and then maybe we'll go to my room and watch film or maybe we'll just get shots up or maybe I'll let them play dodgeball or, you know, I'll do other stuff. Um, as I, as I dived into this now, early in the season, the first two weeks is two first two weeks. Don't count for anything. To be honest with you, I'll go two a days first two weeks. Yeah. I gotta get stuff in, but then it's really about, um, tweaking things and, um, keeping it, keeping it narrowly focused. So what I have done is I don't want one second wasted. And I'm guilty of this. The coaches talking, they're shooting free throw, you know, that wasted time. 
I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I stopped it about six, seven years ago. I really got good at not doing it. Um, just because I want to, I want them focused during a game. I want them focused in practice. Let's get in, let's get out. And then you can go, you know, go do your TikTok or whatever you're going to freaking do at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, um, you mentioned free throws. Cause I had a question for you about that. I don't do like a free throw session and I don't do rebounding drills. Cause I feel like rebounding is all about just, just effort and heart. I don't do, I, I, I don't do free. I, I, I do some free throw, like, um, uh, miss and we run kind of things just kind yeah, of, yeah, I, I, I end our drills with a free throw with a yeah, made free throw. some stuff like that. And I'll, I'll throw free throws into drills. Um, rebounding. I've never really had an issue with, um, offensive rebounding. Uh, you know, if you've listened to my podcast, offensive rebounding, I have a rule and, and I usually pick one or two kids that I kind of, th that's one of their jobs. Like I, it, we just had our guys fill out a form to, to pick. I think we gave them 15 options. They had to pick three of them. Um, you know, are you a scorer? Are you a shooter? Are you a defender? In all different categories. And so, so we can start having discussions with them and talking to them. Um, if we took if we took the returners and, and tallied it up, we're going to average like 128 points a game next year. So oh, everybody's a score. Yeah, everybody's there's a lot of scores. So we have we have to have some discussions. But um, which is some of them are, but some are not. Uh, anyway, they uh, rebounding is that unique thing in the sense that offensive rebound. So my rule on my team is if you get an offensive rebound, you can do whatever you want with that ball. Like you can pass it out. You can dribble it around and circle. I don't care what you do. You just earn that offensive rebound. I said, if I got the offensive rebound, I just shoot it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Coach said I can do whatever I want. Like you've earned that. So, so what I get in, I get that mentality in a couple kids place. Like, okay, so let's, let's figure this out. We play, we play halves in Wisconsin two 18 minute halves. Okay. Um, so I say, okay, let's let's imagine you play 25 minutes and you get six offensive rebounds. If you make two of the, you shoot 33 and third percent, there's four points right there for you. If you shoot 50 percent, there's six points. Holy cow! A couple free throws, you're double digit. So they start doing the math on it. Hit a couple threes. Look at that, and they go, oh yeah. I go, well then go to the offensive glass. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um, defensive rebounding. I've never really had an issue, knock on wood. Cause if you're not boxing out and we're getting out rebounding, you're not playing. Um, yeah. so the offensive one is a thing. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those knack things. You can become good at it. If you watched, um, the last dance with Rodman, like he got good at reading. There is a knack to it. Um, he, I think he explained it at one point in that, in that series, but he started to learn like where the ball was going to go. Well, he had people come in and miss on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Would learn the bounce. You can do that. Like you can become a really good rebounder. Now. I don't know if the value it's like stealing bases in baseball. I don't know what the value of that is anymore. And at the NBA or collegiate level, it's like stealing bases. There's no Ricky Henderson's anymore that you get paid a lot for stealing bases. Yeah. But, um, no, I agree. I, I don't spend a lot of time on either one of those skills. Um, if you can't shoot free throws, you can't play at the end of a game is basically what I tell them. So <laughs> we, we were, we were 38% from the line this year. So I was wondering if I have to 
go back. And I have shooters on my team. Like we, we had a pretty good team. We went 11 and three um, in our season this year. And for some reason, we just couldn't hit free throws. So I was wondering if I should maybe. No, you should. You should. Adapt, you should put pressure. You got to start putting pressure on them to make the free throws. And we do a we do a free throw ladder because I want to know who they think are the good free throw shooters. So we do a free throw ladder. So let's say I have fifteen kids. Um, we'll go up to like eight. Okay, so. I'll put them on the baseline, all 15 of them, and they each get to shoot a free throw. And then, so you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. So they get to pick who shoots one. And if they miss, they got to run down and back. Okay. Two down and back, down and back. So I let them pick because I want to see who they put at the line for seven and eight and who they put. Who do they trust at the free throw line and who do they not trust? Um, and see if we're on the same page. And we tend to be very similar. Um, like, you know, you go, you're a good free throw shooter. You go shoot. Um, right, so I like the, I like the latter idea because I was ending all my drills with, uh, with free throws, you know, and then, and then they can go get a drink if they, if they hit it, if not, we run. Um, right. But I like the latter idea because it really, it brings a bunch of them into it instead of just the same couple girls every time. Right. And it's like, and then, you know, if you, if you have, if you want to go to 20, then you can have somebody shoot two or something like that. Um, and then what I'll do is then the, for some of the kids that need um, boosting, they'll, let's say if they're at three and they miss it, I go, okay, I'll go double or nothing. And we'll skip four. If you make the next one, if you want it or not, it's like deal or no deal kind of thing. Yep. And yep. then they, they figure out whether they want to do that or not. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, so the more pressure you can put on those free throws, the more game-like, I think it helps. Um, yeah. And, and that was another thing I was going to ask you today was, um, so we had a shortened season this year. I have a core group of juniors. Um, we had no state tournament. We had no county tournament. So we've been building this thing, you know, next year's the year. It's next the year, the, baby. That's the year. So I scheduled a bunch of away games with like top, top tier teams, like group four teams. We're group two now. Yeah. So group four is on the road, like bigger schools. Um, I was trying to simulate pressure. Did you get some, did you get some, did you get some wins too? We, we got two out of the four of those independents that we set up. Okay. No. So I'm saying for next year, do you have some confidence builders on your schedule too? Um, for next year, I'm still building the schedule out. Okay. Um, but but it's tricky because you got to get enough power points to kind of get the higher seed. For the but team. you also want to go in and play, you know, so that they're prepared. Because you can go twenty-two and zero against you know fluff competition, and you're a two seed, and a fifteen seed comes in that's been playing top level, and your and right. season's over. Right. You know. Um, so my goal this year was to get them out on the road and, and kind of like yep, play. I, do that. I think I think your big thing is this summer. Yeah. I mean, you yep. got to get them, you got to get them together on and off the court and you got to get them playing together. Like literally I've been thinking about like, we didn't play this season. Like how can I, what do I need to, well, first of all, most prepared my staff and I have ever been because oh, of course. Yeah. We're ready for next year. We're ready. We're ready for next year now, to be honest with you. Um, but I think you have to think about, you have to think about like, pushing them this summer, but then also bringing them to get like when the battle comes together, 
Like, how are you, you, you know what I mean? It, it's an, it's an interesting summer too. Cause I'm not sure how it is in New Jersey. We're still kind of like, we're not Michigan, which is horrible, okay. but we're not, we're up and down kind of things. Like things get shut down, they get opened. So I'm not sure what it's going to look like in June. In the yeah. summer. Yeah. We, well, I mean, hopefully knock on wood, you know, we've, we've been trending in the right direction. Right. Um, I got my girl playing on the same AAU team right now. Okay. Um, so the goal is to have them play all year, but yeah, I mean, missing out on States, I really wanted them to lose a state game this year to have that bus ride home, you know, and, and that way you can come back and say, you know, we don't want this feeling again. You know, that's why we have right, to work. But, so that, hard. but that you can do, try to maybe do that with your schedule a little bit too. Cause you'll probably get punched a couple of times in your schedule and you can have that same discussion next season. Like this is it. Yeah. Like you only yeah. get one senior year, you know, <laughs> part of it is marketing next year too. You got to tell them that this is your, this is you, this is like, I'm coming back next year. This is what I always say to them. You're not, you like, you gotta, you gotta, the sentimental, you only get to play with your friends once all those little things. You got to start pulling those emotional eggs from now until the end of the season. Like this is special. This is the last time we're ever going to play in this place. This is, I mean, all those emotional things because then it will make them work harder and it means more. To be honest with you. Yeah, and and, and well, you win you know, with this, seniors. You win with seniors. This group's been doing special stuff. I mean, we we won our league for the first time since 1979. This year, um, <clears throat> we haven't been to the state tournament in seven years. You know, so so this team really has a a good chance to do something special and like leave a mark. Right. So that's history. Like what been history. That's what they want to do. Every person wants to be remembered and every person wants to leave their mark. So that's what you sell. Like you've already made history. Let's really make history. I want little girls five years from now talking about this team, yada, yada, yada. If you sell that, oh my God, it works so well. It really, yeah, the mar- marketing machine is going to have to be a, uh, be on full blast all, all year. It is. Um, it, I mean, don't, don't, don't underestimate it. I'm telling you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. It works. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely not going to underestimate the emotional value with girls basketball. I mean, those seasons are long. The, those are like, those are four month relationships with like 15 different, you know, females. Yes. And personalities. And like, yes. Um, and you could say the one wrong thing in one practice and it hangs for two weeks. Um, and that's why I've tried to open up the communication with my players. Like, Hey, if I say the wrong thing or, or, you know, or, or if I sit you and you're angry about it, you have to tell me right. because we can't have that hanging over the program. Right. No, it doesn't work. Um, how many assistant coaches do you have and how do you use them? 
I have one. Okay. And I actually hired the head volleyball coach to be my assistant. So we could kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have her track stats um, because I heard on one of your podcasts, you had a number for the amount of offensive rebounds you can give up and the amount of turnovers that you can have in a game and still win it. I think your number was 20, 25. Something like that. Total. It was around there. So I, so I, I brought it up to 31. Okay. For, for girls basketball. Um, so I have her track those numbers. I, I think I'm giving up offensive rebounds and turnovers and, and committing turnovers are, are huge. So I bring those numbers into halftime. Uh, I'm a big numbers person. I'm, a, I'm an English teacher, but with basketball, I tend, I tend to gravitate towards numbers a lot more. You, um, uh, yeah. So, okay. So I'm thinking, okay. Um, that, that's good. That, that's a simple thing for her to track. I think that's easy. And she's um, new to the game too. So she's new. So, so where do do they sit next to her when they come out? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, we kind of play like a like a good cop, bad cop type of thing. So so okay. she's always like the, the promoter. Um, and here's what you did wrong. This is why you know coach took you out or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, we just we just have that kind of like that's you know, that good. Back that's good. That's what I was gonna I was gonna say you probably need good cop, bad cop. Um, that's actually a really good thing. Um what now, uh, now, go ahead. We, we, we mentioned it before, but um, so so I'm going into the fourth year with these girls, right? There's like four of them. That, that's my core. Okay. I was hoping at one point one of them would emerge as a leader. And it just never happened. You know, they say the right things, they mean well, they play hard, but my my girl who's a thousand point scorer, she's she's the least leader of them all. If that's that's an unusual word, but She's, she has no leadership skills. She's a follower. My point guard plays hard, tries to lead by example, but isn't like a presence. Um, and the other two are kind of like just looking towards them for one of them to take over. So then you have to lead the team. I have to lead the team. You do. Because you're not going to turn in nine months one of them into a leader, probably. You can make them better leaders. Uh, and and how did you do that? Because one of the things that I, I experimented with was, and I couldn't do it this year, was for the first five minutes of halftime, I, I normally don't go in anyway. But I feel like instead of them sitting there in silence, somebody should be in charge. Yep, you can do the, that. You can do that. I, I like that. I like that idea, that especially if you're talking to your assistant. Um, if you had to pick one of the four you just described, you'd probably pick the point guard, huh? Yeah. Okay. So here's what you do. You bring the point guard, like – on a full timeout, you, 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 your assistant and your point guard talk and you send everyone else to the bench. You, you involve her more in decision-making. Okay. That will give her ownership. Like, Hey, what do you think about stopping here for dinner on the way home or both everything that you, that's not like critical a, that you have to make a decision on like playing time kind of stuff. Yeah. That you should involve her, involve her. Um, I've had, I like that. I never, I never thought about taking her aside on the, t on the full timeouts. I, I like that. It will, it will be like, Whoa, like I've done that with two. I've done that with two point guards that I trusted. I'll probably do it. The one I have this year. Um, just cause I, it, it, it and he's a junior. So I'm going to try to breed him into being a leader. Um, he's just such a quiet kid, but, um, and that's, and that's the problem I have with my point guard. She's just, she's just quiet. She's quiet, but she's going to get like, as soon as she's around the two of you and making help, you know, like even during practice, like 
your backup point guards in there, you pull it over, you go, what do you think's happening on a defensive end? Why aren't we like executing? The more she ha- feels like she has input and say, then that will, I mean, it, it's going to be hard. in like I said, in nine months to make her a leader, but she's going to have the balls in her hands more than anyone's. So she's probably the one I would try to convert. Um, but I would do that in all aspects of it. I would even do that at halftime. I wouldn't have her be the one talking. I'd have her with you and the assistant talking in the hallway when the rest of them are in there. Um, and then, and then I would be honest with the team. I'd say, well, I'm doing this because I'm trying to get her to help. I mean, you could grab different kids to do that too. Like if, if you think it's going to become like this, well, why is she getting to do it? Petty thing. Then you can also invite other people. Yeah, in. I, I don't think it would because, because so, so in our postseason meetings, a lot of these, a lot of the girls said that they wanted more personal accountability. So apparently they, they must've talked on a group message or whatever. Okay. Cause Every time we like, if they're fooling around in practice or, or the practice is slow, it's a team thing. They wanted more personal accountability. And I think that comes with, we don't have a leader. We don't have somebody to hold people accountable. It can't just be me holding one person accountable. Like you're the one fooling around. So you have to run. Right. You know, and, and that comes from leadership, but, but they, so, they were. So, so, so I think you circle back to the next meeting you have with them and say, Hey, this is what you guys said. Here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to pull, we won't use her name, but X into the timeouts and in, I'm going to, I'm going to, and then maybe you're involved may, and then you're, maybe your assistant coach is checking in with her every day and seeing how things are going because she might tell her things that she won't tell you kind of like there might be yeah. that dynamic too a little bit. Like, so you're going to have to pull the assistant in, um, you know, I hear lots of things through my assistants that they won't say to me, but they'll say to an assistant, which is fine as long as it's getting said and it's kind of going working its way through the chain of command. Um, you know, practice is too long. People aren't people are bored, blah, blah, blah. So that you basically have to sit down in the three of you and say, hey, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to pull you in and I want your input. You know, if if something's going on with a team, you don't feel like you can go to me, go to the assistant da, 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 and we'll. We'll try to adjust it if, because you don't want that team dynamic to be very smooth all year. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And there might be something like X and Y are not getting along or X started dating Y's boyfriend, or I don't know something who knows what could happen. Yeah. Um, one of those things. I think, I think that's true. Um, what do you think is the hardest thing to teach? Huh? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big person. Uh, I believe in help defense a lot. I mean, I know everybody does, but I feel like that concept, especially when you're playing man, that like, that's your man. Yes. It's, it's your responsibility, but so is all of your help, you right. know, being in help, being in your help spots, um, teaching them see ball and man a lot. It, it, it's tough. It takes a while. That's probably like, like you were saying the first two weeks, that's a, I spent a lot of my first two weeks just in shell drill and just working on those, those help spots. Um, I think a lot of younger kids don't know what the line is. They have no idea. I, I coach sixth grade. Uh, right now I'm coaching sixth grade AAU girls. And when we play man, I mean, they can run. They're just chasing each other, running around. Um, they have no idea about, Paint, you know, painters, painters tape, man. Painters tape. Painters tape. Painters what would you do tape. with that? You put it down in the helpline. You go any court you go into, painters tape won't rip up the front. Won't it's that like little 
you just put I, I literally have like a box full of painters tape and you just put it down right the middle of the court man and it's like and then you can just rip it up at the end of practice throw it away it's not like it's not like anything that will do any harm to the court they won't trip on it like get a get a funky color of painters tape I do it with my varsity practice we'll do it with a We'll do it with the um, when we're playing pack line too, where you got to be in the and we'll we'll draw that in. Um, so yeah, we, just, just get to that spot, right? Get to that yeah. line, man. Get to that line, and then I put it on both sides. It's super easy. It's cheap. Um, we'll do that when we're when we're in the tournament run and we're playing on a college court. We'll we'll use painters tape to show where half court would actually be because obviously the court's longer. Yeah. Um, so rather than maybe we can't always get to a college court, so we'll you know we'll make the court longer and we'll put two pieces of painters tape down to show where half court would be. So when we're working on our half court offense, I said you can go all the way to back over there now because we're on a bigger. Court. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Fourteen day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple Podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.